Welcome back to the Future is Green podcast. We are thrilled to be here today with Inga of Discovering You Coaching. Through life coaching, she empowers and guides individuals to break through their self-limiting beliefs, discover their purpose, and unlock their fullest potential. So as like a life coach, who do you think could best benefit from life coaching and what are your personal experiences with it? Okay, so I think anyone and everyone can benefit from benefit from coaching. Um, and I think that um, you just need to find the right coach who has a specialty in what you're looking for. Um, for example, I am a health coach. So if you're looking to improve your health, um, I would be someone to go to. I personally start out with like a life coach myself. I have a Tony Robbins uh, life coach that I started out with and um, they help me set life goals. They help me set, um, actually my first goal was to get certified as a health coach. Um, so I think anyone who kind of has aspirations to get better, to get out of where they are and are feeling stuck and, and need accountability um, and don't know where to begin can benefit from a coach. That's a great answer. I think that's really cool. So you touched a little bit on the health coaching. We're very interested in research-based techniques. Just as a side note, I've also been doing Tony events since I was 15, actually. So I've been been riding that wave for a while. And I know a lot of it is psychology backed, especially with um, your experience in health coaching. What are some techniques and is there research? What are your strategies? Oh, my goodness. You know, when I, I first got into health, in um, my own personal experience since I was 16 because I was overweight. And then I got my bachelor's degree in exercise science um, in 2008. And there was no psychology training there. And um, everything's diet exercise, diet exercise. Um, even my own PCP years ago, I was like, Oh, I really want to lose weight. And I was told just eat less exercise more. And we all know the things. And this is the conversation I start out with my patients as well, but there's a disconnect in what we want and what we do. And that's where that psychological component comes in of where we are not clear on our values, right, of our sort of um, instant gratification, you know, our instant needs and our long-term needs. And it's so hard to summarize it, um, but it's so deep that when I have my first sessions with my patients, you think that, wait, is this like, a health coaching session, or is this therapy? Because our relationships with food, especially for people who have had long-term weight issues, are not just, oh, I like food. It's coping mechanisms. It's emotional. It's from childhood issues. It's a lot of unresolved trauma that people don't realize that they have. 
I do think that some of my most recent training from Tony Robbins events, reading Dr. Joe Dispenza um, and uh, Atomic Habits, more of those kinds of things help, help me to be a better coach than some of my bachelor's degree, my nursing degree. It's more of those real life applications that um, make me uh, a more practical coach. I love that. It's so much more than the book knowledge, right? If we don't have the ability to communicate with each other, it almost means nothing in a sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have any specific advice for like college age students or like girls? So like maybe like for us, like what would you say would be a good tool or strategy to use to like find your purpose and make sure you're like doing your best every day? It's a tough one. I would not want to be in your guys' shoes right now. Um, You know, COVID really put a hard spin on things. Um, I think social media um, has taken over things and in some ways not the best. Um, And I think there's challenges that you have in your generation that I didn't. Um, And I think that disconnecting from that and getting in touch with yourself is the way to figure out what you want and your purpose. Because if you're always having external voice, how can you know what you want and what's, you know, what's the voice inside you? Um, so that would be my biggest thing. If you can start to journal and start to connect with your thoughts and start listening to yourself. Um, you know, not to disrespect your parents and what their wants and needs are for you, but listening to your wants and needs and really thinking, wow, this really makes me happy and not, oh, this makes me happy because this makes my parents happy. Um, Another thing is um, thinking back to what did you want to be when you were a child Um, and for what purpose? Like, for example, for me, I used to want to be a doctor, but I wanted to do it because I wanted to help people and make people feel better. And then eventually I wanted to be a gym teacher because I had this excitement and love for physical activity. Um, And then eventually I got my exercise science degree and then eventually I became a nurse and now I'm a health coach. And in a way it's combined all the things that I used to want to do as a kid. And so if you can start to, you know, start thinking back now on all the things you, you wanted to do when you were even younger than you are now um, and seeing how can you do that in a working type of way, a career type of way, um, then that could lead you to your purpose. I love that. It's a really good answer, especially the idea about like not listening always just like external like noise and voices I feel like that's such a big thing we're huge journalers like that's like a really good way to like decompress and like get focused and aligned on what you actually want like listen to yourself and the whole like childhood thing too I mean my like childhood goal or dream of like career was like to be a ballerina I'm Vaganova trained and like I came into like like my college as a dance major, I kind of have like let it go a little bit, but yeah. trying to work it back in in some capacity because just like I enjoy it. So, right. But as a ballerina, what do you do? You know, 
is it the act of dancing or is it that you uh, perform for other people and you make them happy in that way? And so is your purpose and passion to provide pleasure and entertainment for people in some way? It may not be through dancing and maybe through podcasts or entertainment mm-hmm. in some other way, right? So it might not be that straightforward, but, um, you know, it could lead you there. Yeah, um, for sure. But I admire you guys for getting into this so young, um, for journaling and, you know, I see you exercising and eating healthy and getting into these great habits and you're doing all the right things. That's what I would do. Like um, your our health is wealth, taking care of ourselves that in that way is super important. So many people are just like, oh yeah, I'm young and, you know, um, our bodies will regenerate and it's like, no, take care of yourselves now um, because life comes quick. And before you know it, you're in a full-time job. And then, um, you know, if you don't have these good habits in place, they're harder and harder to put into place when you're older. I think it's also honoring the child within. I feel like that Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit on what you touched on, not giving up like on who you were and also being perhaps the adult for yourself you wanted as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, when we're younger, we're not, we don't listen to our parents as much either. Right. (laughs) We're more ourselves. We're less influenced by our peers, by trying to be something for somebody else. We're more free. It's when we get older and we become more self-conscious and we start to, you know, start to look like our friends, you know, I'm like, everybody starts, my two brothers look like each other and then they look like every other 20 something year old, right? Everybody starts to look the same. But when we're younger and then that when we're older and skip our, you know, get past our 20s, that's when we start to get back to our true selves. If you can figure out your identity now, you can skip your identity crisis and, you know, know this is who I am. You know, so it's a, it's a beautiful thing to um, be in alignment uh, of, you know, of your values and your actions. Um, it, it creates inner calmness and it, it translates out. No, I think that's like so tightly connected to with like imposter syndrome, which is like so prevalent, like at our age, especially just like being on a college campus and like everyone's kind of doing their own thing, but also doing the exact same thing. So it's like such like a weird experience. I don't know. I feel like I've experienced that a lot, switching majors and like doing study abroad, like in the summer and stuff. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> like, I'm pre-law poli-sci right now. And so it's like trying to like honor that side of me and like be serious and get focused with it, but also trying to like enjoy the fact that like I'm only 21 and I'm at college and like having a good time. So. Yeah. 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 It, it's challenging. <laughs> It's challenging, but it's, it looks and sounds like you're on the right path. I hope so. Yeah. No, we try, we try our best, go on our walks, eat healthy, journal, just yeah. trying to be better than we were yesterday. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm a decade and a half older than you probably. And, uh, I, what I think I've learned is that, um, if you're, uh, I'm, I'm pretty spiritual. And um, if you're uh, 
sorry to bring religion and God into it, but if you're in, in touch and connection with God, um, and you know, you're kind of stay in tune with that, you're always on God's path. It may go like this, you know, if you don't always listen, but you still always end up where you're supposed to be. Um, so, um, keep doing what you're doing. Um, as long as you're connected with God and, you know, you're morally doing the right things, um, you're, you're on the path that you're supposed to be. So you're always going to be looking back and being like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. Like, even though it was hard, um, it, you know, there's a lesson in it. Um, all the cliches will make sense. Everything happens for a reason, live, love, laugh, like all those things, they all make sense eventually. Not the journey, not the destination. There's something said for staying in an environment and working through it and not letting your environment impact you and like becoming bigger than it. Like you can, can take ownership and control over your environment. But I think there's also something we're saying where if you're in an environment that you don't think is serving you anymore, getting out of it, like what is your take on that? It's challenging because... I would agree that getting out of a, like, let's say toxic environment could be the catalyst for change and exactly what a person needs. Um, and it's challenging to change within a toxic environment, right? But change starts from within. Um, change can begin with our thoughts. And in fact, does begin with our thoughts, right? It begins with our want to change. Um, so if someone is in an environment and they're like, I want to be greater than this, they can begin to say that, right? With their thought and say, I want to change. I am capable of changing and overcome that. So I do believe that people can overcome their environment if that is their limitation. But if they can get out of that environment, that is that I think that leads to a more rapid change. If that that's answers. In, no, yeah, that's great insight. It was like a personal question kind of for me. So we're like at Elon University in North Carolina and I'm leaving after the semester. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure yet exactly where I'm going. Like I have three semesters left of like undergrad but it's just like not the place for me anymore. I feel like I've kind of outgrown it and need like a scenery change, maybe okay. warmer weather. I don't really know yet. Definitely a city. So something more and more happening for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me like more directly, I, I'm always, I'm always telling people to go, to leave, but I'm, I, I guess I was relating it more to all, real life, like thinking about mm -hmm. patients who are like, you know, can't get out of their homes and are stuck in certain living situations. But for you and your life, go like leave while you're young, before you're in a full-time job, before there's a relationship, before I was a flight attendant, like, wow. so yeah, go leave. Like, um, I moved out of New York in a car to Florida without a job. My sister let, let me live with her for six months. And like, uh, and in fact, that created the greatest change in my life. I got this health coaching job um, without any experience and moved away from my sister. So it's the greatest catalyst for change. So 
I would say if you're feeling, if you're feeling the external limitation, yeah, go, you're feeling it. And, and that, and that, by the way, it, it's like your instinct, right? You're, you're feeling it. If you're even asking the question, you know, the answer, but maybe you yeah, just, want that's what I, that's what I've been thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm literally moving out next Saturday, like December 10th. So it's coming, like it's happening. I just okay. a lot at once, like it's finals and I'm waiting to hear back from schools and everything, but I know it's like the right change. So I've been thinking about it for a while and finally yeah. I'm doing it. Good. You just want confirmation of what you already know. So, I guess so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. To go back a little bit and touch on habits. So I feel like I'm not going to use the word backlash, but I think people can be apprehensive about journaling, talking to themselves in the mirror. A majority of us grew up and I don't want to say it was, we were told that it's weird to love on ourselves, but in a way we were conditioned to try and fit this standard that we're also unique and we're never supposed to fit anyway. So what would you say to an individual who's trying to start their self-love journey? I know the first time I said, I love you to myself in the mirror, I was like, this is so weird. And now it's, it comes so naturally. And I'm like, wow, like, I'm so happy I built up to that. But there is obviously, you know, this big hurdle in that journey at the very beginning, I think for a lot of people, what would you recommend or any strategies to overcome that initial large, large hump, I'd say? Well, as basic as it sounds, start by starting, right? Even if it is lame, you are just judging yourself to say it's lame. Um, but start by starting. I, I practice that myself, um, having to look at myself and tell myself I love myself. And um, something that uh, they recommend in this self-love journey is looking at yourself as a child, right? we're so much nicer to children. Maybe as an adult, it's harder to say, I love you to adults, but to children, we're like, Oh, I love you. And children are so cute. Um, and looking at yourself as your younger self and a lot of our lack of self-love comes from trauma and some of the lack that we have from our childhoods. So if we can start to look at ourselves as children and see some of the lack that we have from our parents um, and start to make up for that for ourselves, we can fill in the gaps that our parents were not able to fill in. And this might be deeper than you were even asking, but um, this can make up for a lot of uh, the mental health issues a lot of people have that, um, you know, is, I, I don't even want to name diagnoses, but that people blame their um, past for, and we can't undo the past, we can't change it, but we can work on ourselves now, and we can do that by starting with self-love an endless journey, right? Always. In a way. <laughs> Always. But, you know, if, if the journey ends, we're, we're dead. And, you know, what, what fun is that? So relationships, I think, you know, people come in in our lives and sometimes they're there for a season, other times longer. But 
sometimes different relationships can set you back. Do you have any advice on how to bounce back and not let others' opinions or comments impact your self-worth, especially after like a relationship might seize or a breakup or something with a family member? Maintaining a a good self-identity in general um, outside of a relationship can help you to always be able to better bounce back after breakups right? Because so many of us attach ourselves um, or make our identities as part of something else, right? We, so many people are, oh, this is my better half. I'm the better half. He completes me. But we have to start looking at ourselves as complete, right? And that way, if there are disattachments, if there is a breakup, we always remain complete. Thank you so much for having me here today. It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with the both of you. So I actually love my job so much that I began my own company. Listeners can find me on Instagram under Discovering You Coaching. I am currently accepting new clients for weekend and evening hours. And I look forward to working with anybody who is looking to create change in their life. And that may be in health, whether it's uh, weight loss, or it can be someone who feels like they are ready to create change in their life but they don't know where to begin and they are feeling stuck and overwhelmed and they just need a plan. So if it feels like there is a connection here, follow your gut, follow your instinct, and let's see where we can go from here. Once again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for joining us today, Inga. We hope you all were able to take something away from today's episode. Please check out at Discovering You Coaching on Instagram for more details and to connect with Inga. She's ready to help you transform your life, and we can't wait to change ours too. Bye.